gaining weight, especially in the stomach area is not because you ate too much. It's because your environment and your genetic predisposition to having insulin resistance or to having high cortisol is being exacerbated and played up. It could be a myriad of really random things. It could be from not eating your high protein breakfast and relying on coffee throughout the day and all of these things that people or doctors tell us to do in order to lose weight is actually making the insulin and cortisol hormone worse and worse and worse, making it harder to lose weight and continuing to break our metabolism. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them wrong and take control of yourself. Welcome everyone to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Today we have Alamir. She has lost 100 pounds after joining the sisterhood and following our PCOS weight loss method. Her story is amazing. She's gone from having ovarian cysts and just being told to lose weight and being handed birth control to really adopting the gluten and dairy-free lifestyle and getting her period back. So welcome, Alamir. Let's talk all about it. Yes, welcome. Hello. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me here. Alamir, you're calling in from Mexico, correct? Yes, I'm here in Mexico. What part of Mexico are you from? Is it Mexico City or or, or a different part? Uh, no, I am at Monterrey. This is more like North Mexico. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Closer to us in Southern yes. California. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not right it now is. though, because right now we're actually in Istanbul in Turkey. So we're a bit far- farther away than Southern California, but still it's, it's good to know that you're, you're close to our home base. Yes. I've been uh, watching the stories that you've been uploading and uh, I've been watching how you have been in Turkey. That's fine. Yeah. yeah we've been having a good time. Yes traveling around. So before we started this podcast, we were chit-chatting about some recent happenings in your PCOS journey. And I really want to cover that, talking about hypoglycemia and blood sugar control. So where should we start with? Should we start with summarizing your PCOS journey or summarizing what's been happening now? Well, I think what's been happening and then we can go through the whole journey. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. That'd be really good. So yeah, yesterday I was I was telling Talene that yesterday I had an episode of hypoglycemia, that this is part of my PCOS or the PCOS that I'm handling. So the hypoglycemia makes me go lower with the sugar blood and also increases my insulin. So during the morning, I know that I cannot skip the breakfast because either way I will feel bad. And I will have these episodes of uh, hypoglycemia. But yesterday, for some reason, I couldn't have my breakfast at time. And by afternoon, I started feeling 
and well, I started feeling dizzy and having all these symptoms of the hypoglycemia that I already recognized. And when I started to feel like this, I go directly to eat some banana and, and some honey also to have more sugar in my blood. But definitely like there are some kind of symptoms that I already know it's, it's too late. So when it's too late for me is that I'm going to faint. And unfortunately, yesterday I fainted. Oh, but, no. Yeah, but I mean, it was fine because before I fainted at all or I blacked out at all, I ate this banana and I have uh, some honey that could make me feel better. And after 15 minutes, I started to recover myself. But that was a way for my body to tell me that there is something that I'm not doing wrong, that I'm not doing uh, good, or there is something that I need to change. In this case was skipping breakfast. I was also telling, telling that during this process, I started to feel like why this is happening to me, why my body respond like this. But I think it's not my body's fault. I mean, it's, it's normal to feel these ways at some point or when you are struggling with the symptoms. But, but it's important to know that that's the way that the body is communicated to you. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. With, uh, with hypoglycemia, which is, for those that don't know, as, as you're explaining, is low blood sugar. It's going to happen to anyone who either has diabetes or who has insulin resistance. So even as though you may be going through your PCOS journey, it's like, especially in your case, you've, you've done such an amazing job losing 100 pounds, reversing so many of your symptoms. Of course, along the way, there can be like setbacks. There can be some. There can be some situations where you may feel like, like, like you said, like, why is this hot happening to my body? But it's just one of those things that you have to keep focusing on to like improve that blood sugar regulation. Basically, reduce the chances of these like these situations happening. So even if in in your situation where you skipped breakfast for a day, or even like let's say you skip a couple meals, it can happen. It can occur, but it doesn't mean that everything you've done in the past has gone for nothing. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different obstacles that are going to present themselves during your PCOS journey. Like right now, maybe you're busy with work and you just forgot to have breakfast and you Mm -hmm. didn't have time or like, you know, one day you'll have another obstacle that gets in your way and whatever it may be, just know that like PCOS is something that you're going to constantly have to manage, but you'll learn how to navigate these situations gracefully. And hopefully this will be the first and last time that you faint from hypoglycemia because now you know like what your boundaries are, you know, no matter how much work you have, you have to have breakfast, you know, so don't feel like this is setting you back. This is actually just like a learning experience that will move you forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Actually, it had been a while since I didn't have this, since I didn't faint it, like from hypoglycemia, because I've been managing than I was before because I remember when I was at school or when I was at high school, I didn't know what hypoglycemia or how was the hypoglycemia impacting my body. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when we're young, we, 
we are reckless and we don't like take care of ourselves that's like uh yeah, something absolutely. that we don't we don't prioritize so i remember that there was a few times when i was in, at high school and some teachers or someone from the high school needed to call my mom to tell them that i fainted or something and they and my mom was like yes uh that's hypoglycemia give their give her something like with sugar some um mm-hmm. some soda or uh chocolate or something like that and unfortunately that was a way that I knew how to handle it but since I started to research more about this and 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 talking also to my uh gynecologist because she know about PCOS Fortunately, I, I got the luck to find her and she understands the, the PCOS as well and how this should be managing or managed, uh, not just because of birth control, but she was my fourth gynecologist. It, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it was hard to find her, but she explained me more about uh, hypoglycemia and how I can handle it. And it's not just like which sugar because that could also be worse for my insulin resistance than not having sugar at all when you have hypoglycemia with pcos it's really a reflection on blood sugar control and so Mm -hmm. i remember um when i was actually wedding planning i had really bad blood sugar control because i stopped working out as much i wasn't lifting as much weights lifting weights doing slow weighted workouts really help with insulin sensitivity and preventing hangry attacks like blood sugar roller coaster situations and i wasn't doing that even though i was eating healthy and i was having my breakfast lunch and dinner you know and so i remember like going out to try on wedding dresses and not having a snack with me and being so hangry and shaky and just like in such a bad mood in a moment where I was supposed to be so excited because my blood sugar was like hypoglycemia was happening to me. And, you know, despite everything that I do for my PCOS, I wasn't lifting weights and I wasn't taking my supplements. And so that was having a huge impact on me. So it it was a really big learning lesson that no matter like what's going on, how busy you are, your head is everywhere. Like you still have to focus on you a little bit throughout the day, you know, whether it's a 30 minute workout, some weights or just swallowing some supplements, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I had a big learning lesson there and those situations haven't happened since. Right. Yeah. I I would say so. Like, I mean, you've been basically like, I've never seen Tanya like uh in that kind of situation like the recent past of course there are times where like as we're traveling because of a certain situation we have to skip lunch Mm -hmm. and then Italian towards dinner I I notice she gets a little quiet and maybe like a little little hangry so I'm just like okay I'm just gonna give her some space maybe I carry the kind bar always in my place yes there's always a kind bar like she'll pull out a kind bar like maybe 30 minutes before dinner I'm like really you're gonna have a kind bar right now and she's like I have to have it I have to have it or else falling apart yeah And I remember like a week ago, we were at the beach and um, here in Turkey, there's something called the simitji, this guy that sells like pretzels on the beach. It was like three o'clock and everyone was getting one. And I was so hungry because we had like breakfast at 11 and then we were going to have dinner at eight. So I was like, oh, but then I had the kind bar and it totally 
picked me up and I was like back in action again. So that's from learning. That's from experience. That's from bad mm-hmm. situations that had happened to me. And that's just me like knowing how to navigate my PCOS day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't feel bad about it. It happens. Yeah. And uh, as you were mentioned, for example, uh, before your wedding, I didn't know until like a couple of months ago that hypoglycemia has a lot to do with cortisol also because yes. the cortisol and growth hormone levels are also like accurately increased and are important from the recovery from the hypoglycemia. So when you are having like these uh, sugar blood or like this unbalanced anxiety issue. yes yeah. it, it, you you started to feel anxious and stressed and as you said also angry sometimes so yes yeah blood sugar is closely tied to stress we're about to actually release a podcast episode next week about the cycle between or maybe for the listeners they've <laughs> already listened to it but it's a it's basically the whole episode is about the relationship between insulin resistance and stress mm-hmm. and how they can basically make each other worse or basically how stress can make insulin resistance worse. Yeah, I, I mean, like the cortisol, the, your body produces more cortisol to balance or to manage the hypoglycemia. So it, it's not good to have a lot of cortisol in your body. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's to balance the hypoglycemia that it's not something good also. So uh, the best way to manage this is, is just like having good habits and, and knowing what to eat. And as you say, like having your, uh, your bar, like that's a way that, you know, how to manage yourself and how to manage your body in case of an emergency or something that could come, even if you don't, uh, you don't prevent it or you exactly. are not expecting to, to have it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe let's jump back. Let's jump back to the beginning of your, of your PCOS journey for a moment. Yeah. Kind of, maybe let's talk about where you, where you started from with your PCOS journey and maybe the initial steps you took, how that went, and then where you are today. So like, what was it like for you when you were diagnosed with PCOS? Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body, but with women like like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. I was diagnosed with PCOS on 2015, if I'm not mistaken. But it was just like my gynecologist at the time, he just told me like, you have some cysts and you have to get rid of it and take this birth control and lose some weight. (laughs) The typical um, handout that we always hear about, which is so unfortunate. (laughs) Yes, totally. Typical brochure. I didn't know, he didn't even mention that this was a syndrome or that it was something that I need to take care of. 
in a daily basis. It was just like, you have some cysts and get rid of this. And I thought that the PCOS was just having the cyst. I didn't know that this was one of the multiple symptoms that you could have with PCOS. So yeah, I took the birth control because I knew I, I wanted to get rid of the cyst, but I knew that taking the birth control will make me gain more weight. So yeah. it was like, what should I do? But in order to, to like get rid of the cyst, that it was more important for me, I had to took it. But yeah, it, it comes with a lot of changes also like hormonal changes the birth control it's uh, with a lot of side effects that made it even harder to manage your hormones than PCOS did in the first place huh yeah yeah I mean like it was a nightmare uh, because I remember I was like 17 18 years old and taking this birth control in for the first time and like managing all my changes on my body, like hormonal changes that I was, it, it was a little bit uh, difficult. But then, yeah, I, I remember when I found you on TikTok, it was like, this is interesting because this has been happening to me. And as I mentioned to you before, I I was doing my own research and I was also like going to different doctors to see what was happening and and how can I handle my body and what was going on with my body. Uh, But they could like explain me better how the PCOS could impact your body because and how you can manage it also. All of them were telling me, just lose weight and that's it. And at some point I started to believe that I was having these, the PCOS because I was overweighted. They make you believe as if that uh, the weight gain caused your PCOS, but like, I don't know why doctors don't understand, like why so many doctors don't understand this or why they, this like misconception is out there, but it's PCOS that causes the weight gain, not the weight gain that causes PCOS, like yeah. weight gain, weight gain has nothing to do with leading to PCOS. If you look at the the two out of the, the Rotterdam criteria, which says you need to have two out of the three criteria to have PCOS, they are irregular periods, hyperandrogenism, and ovarian cysts. Nowhere in those criteria is weight gain listed. Like that's a scientific approach, but for some reason, doctors who've gone to school, who who are very educated, they don't know like that. Very clear criteria. It's really interesting to me because it's a simple understanding of metabolism. Metabolism Mm -hmm. is so complex and obviously certain doctors aren't like specializing in metabolism and metabolic health, but just knowing how insulin and cortisol works is enough for you to realize that gaining weight, especially in the stomach area, is not because you ate too much. It's because your environment and your genetic predisposition to having insulin resistance or to having high cortisol is being exacerbated and played up. It can be a myriad of really random things. It could be from uh, not eating your high-protein breakfast and relying on coffee throughout the day, which so many people do. They take pre-workouts, which have caffeine in it. They have a cup of coffee for breakfast instead of a meal because they think it'll help them lose weight. And all of these things that people or doctors tell us to do in order to lose weight is actually making the insulin and cortisol hormone worse and worse and worse, making it harder to lose weight and 
continuing to break our metabolism. It's amazing that you've been able to lose 100 pounds. And how long did that take for you? It's been two years now because I started on uh, 2020. I was uh, I was doing the pandemic, you know, I was scrolling down on TikTok. And <laughs> <laughs> that's when TikTok uh, was really blowing up during the beginning of the pandemic, too. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks to the algorithm, I found you. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, so I started to relate my symptoms because actually there were so many symptoms that I had and that I've been handling my whole life that I didn't know that this was because of PCOS. And that was interesting for me. And for example, the hypoglycemia, I've been, I've been struggling with this my whole life because something that, that it's not good known or like it's not known at all is that hypoglycemia sometimes is not related to the exogenous insulin therapy that people with diabetes may have and they experience a hypoglycemia and they they don't have like the, the right amount of insulin but this is not my case because my case is an, an hereditary um hypoglycemia my grandpa had it, my mom had it, my brother have, uh, had it, and also myself. So I didn't know that this insulin resistance that I've been struggling with, it's part of the PCOS and it was part of the PCOS also. So yeah, yeah. when I, I saw and I, I started to do my own research about this and I started to relate all my symptoms, I, this, it was like, wow. If this is true, and if this could help me to manage my symptoms, that would be good because I've been looking for a medicine for uh, methods for doctors who can tell me how to improve with this or uh, how can yeah. I manage all these symptoms. It's so, almost like a miracle, right? Like you, you never like you never maybe believed or you never no one ever told you that it was possible. Yeah, and and that was. Something that I wouldn't expect, like I, I saw you and I said, I said like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Like, cause there were a lot of methods that I, I've tried or that I tried before and didn't work. So it was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try just for one month and I'm going to see if it works or not. And let's see. So I was a little bit skeptical at that time. But as I told you, I, I had tried a lot. So yeah, it was of course, like, like no, one, no one can blame you. Like you've been led through so many roads, through so many different um, methods that like you should be skeptical at that point. Like what is going to work for my PCOS? Absolutely. Yes. And and yeah, I, I did it for one month and it was not like 100% gluten free because I wanted to start it like not completely going gluten there free because I knew I was going to quick at some point and go back to gluten. So I wanted to reduce gluten. The first month I ran out of uh, pasta or of type of bread or, and also the dairy. And yeah, I, I said like, I'm going to stop buying those things and having that on my kitchen, just like, to avoid this, um, you kind of like cleared the shelf and you created space for gluten and dairy free. Yes, in your life. I think and, that's great. 
uh, yeah, and, and it totally helped. I remember like at my third week, I started to have my period and I didn't Amazing. have it like since eight months back. Wow. So it That's was awesome. Yeah. So eight, it, eight months and it came in three weeks after you tried to, after you made those changes? Yes. Wow. Yes. And uh, yeah, I was surprised too. And That's awesome. And yeah, I, I totally like, I remember thinking like, this is not a coincidence. And if it's working and actually I, I didn't know it was a coincidence because I started to feel better, not only with my period, but also like having a better mood. And I remember my hypoglycemia episodes started to like not being too often. And yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep going including in the air free and like following your tips and following your diet and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it's been working since then. I so mean, we're so happy to hear that. Yeah. I didn't notice how much I lose, how, how much weight did I lose? Cause that was not my main purpose when I started this. Yeah. When I started with my journey, managing my symptoms, it was because I wanted to manage that, I, not because I wanted to lose weight. I, I thought that losing weight, as I mentioned earlier, was was causing the PCOS, not like on the other way. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Alimir. I was just going to ask, like, can, can you walk us through um, how you felt in that first month or like, like what were some of the the feelings you had, some of the physical uh, symptoms you were feeling, like, did you have more energy? Were you able to sleep better? Or like, did you have a better control over your cravings? Like as you were get, getting your period back, what were you feeling? Well, uh, definitely I started to feel more energetic because <laughs> I remember also my roommates were telling me like, uh, you fell asleep everywhere. <laughs> like if you were no. <laughs> watching a movie or something, you started to like, we, we distract just for a second and then we go back to you and you're sleeping. And, and then it's <laughs> That's like, so funny. Yeah. And, and I didn't know. So this was part of the PCOS. So yeah, I started to feel like more energetic at that, uh, that part. And also I've been struggling with anxiety and I remember when I started with the gluten and dairy-free lifestyle, I reduced my anxiety a lot because it's more often during the morning that I had this anxiety or panic attacks. I was like, were you having like a lot of caffeine or like a lot of coffee during during those mornings? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that coffee was causing all this. And were you skipping breakfast? Yes, oh <laughs> I was doing all wrong. Like uh, before managing my symptoms, I was doing all wrong. So yeah, that's okay. It's not you your fault. Know. You didn't. You had no idea. Like it's a very big, a very um unknown thing. How like stress, as we were talking about earlier, stress and insulin resistance are are very related. So in the mornings. One, you're skipping breakfast, so that's like dropping your blood sugar. And then two, maybe you're overloading on caffeine because you, you may already have low cortisol, so you're trying to uh, overcompensate by drinking yes. co coffee, which I myself included, and I'm sure many listeners have been have been there as well. So that's like the that's like a deadly combination right there that's going to really cause you to be overstressed and cause your insulin resistance to unfortunately be at a at a low point. Exactly. For example, when I uh, when I was falling asleep everywhere, uh, 
I thought like maybe coffee or something like that will help me not to fall asleep, but it was worst. But yeah, that's totally normal to think because I didn't know what was going on with my body. And I remember I also see, I saw a change on my hair because I was losing a lot of hair during that time. And yeah, uh, I didn't know that going gluten and therapy will improve my my hair growth and and not That's losing so great. hair. Yes. And it just goes to show how reducing inflammation is such a key component to even blood sugar control. Yes. Like if your cells are inflamed, then your blood sugar, your insulin hormone isn't going to be able to communicate with your cells. And then you're going to get blood sugar roller coaster and anxiety. And on top of that, high testosterone and hair loss and all of those symptoms. And it's just this like a cascade effect that it has, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just for anyone who's listening, who hasn't gone gluten and dairy free or tried it for 30 days, just to see how they feel, how it affects them. I mean, of course, growing your hair back, it takes some time. Sounds like you were yes. really committed for like two years to lose the hundred pounds and that, you know, it takes like eight to 12 months to really see your hair growing mm-hmm. back. So you're not going to see that in 30 days, but no. <laughs> you will see some, some results with your blood sugar control. And that's one step before the symptoms of high testosterone, because mm-hmm. ins- high insulin leads to high testosterone. So in 30 days, if you see that your blood sugar is more stable, then you'll find that in 12 months, your testosterone isn't as high. And those symptoms of high testosterone aren't blaring the red light. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that going gluten and air free the first month was working and I started to like adapt all this lifestyle to my life, I saw this results like the, the hair because I remember I had like some point of my hair on my head that was completely bald. And I remember a year later. Um, oh, wow. I, yes. I, I started to have more in in. Now I don't see it at all, but it's been like two years. It was a journey. It was not like something from the day to like from the night to another day. It was a two years journey. And 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 I hope this could also go for the rest of my life. And yes. And 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 yeah, uh, I remember when we went to the Instagram live, all, all of my contacts were like, I knew you did something because they, they <laughs> noticed <laughs> they noticed that I lose weight and and they were telling me like yeah uh, you you look great and you all, it was not not only physical but also like feeling better having more energy and also feeling less stress and having less anxiety they started to notice and that's why they were telling me like yes I I knew you did something different and and I've been noticing that so yeah but that's uh, awesome and it sounds like you were able to lose weight with PCOS and manage your symptoms and that's so important while you're trying to lose weight with PCOS it's not just about that part yeah Yeah. it's not just about of course we all want to be all on crazy diet yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yes so yes. I'm so proud of you, Alainir. And, and I think and, it's great how you've been able to lose weight. Yeah. And, and I love that your friends and like your people around you were noticing and were happy for you. And they noticed like this, this, this difference in you. 
Yes. And actually, they were, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that like losing weight was not of my main purpose, but they were telling me, like, you look skinner or, or like you've been losing weight. Uh, what are you doing? What kind of diet or something? And then it's like, sure. I'm not on a diet. Mm-hmm. I'm on a lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> I'm my life, girl. Yeah. That's exactly. I love that. Great response. So yeah, they uh, and I remember my best friend uh, told me and on my birthday, I started this on July, 2020. It's been two years now, mm-hmm. and and then uh, my birthday is in September. And he told me like, I noticed that you look tinier because <laughs> you've been losing weight and at that time I haven't even noticed that because yeah. uh, during the pandemic like uh, I was just at my house quarantined and like I, I didn't notice and there was no no one to notice this and when I saw my best friend he told me that and yeah I was like am I and yeah uh last December also my other friend told me like now you look like a, uh, that you have lost lost weight and and it's not like five pounds or ten pounds like what you've been doing and I was like or what are you taking what kind of pills are you taking or something like that and it's like yes. no I'm I'm not doing something like just to lose weight I've been managing my PCOS and I yeah that. that's awesome that's awesome Alaymir and were there any along the journey as we we're making the lifestyle changes were there like supplements or any other th- uh, adjustments you made that you would suggest for other people Actually, I haven't had the chance to take some supplements. I've been. Uh, well, that's that's even better. I mean, if you're just like doing this without supplements or without any like extra supplementation and just focusing on lifestyle, diet, and just like just changing yeah. uh, different habits, that's that's even better you because can lo- you can layer that in later. Yeah, it's always the first step is diet change, lifestyle change. You yes. can take the supplements at the same time or you can take it later yeah. when you're... If you, uh, if you even need it, you know, yeah. sometimes you may not even need it. When I started this and I saw that you were also uh, advising to take some supplements, Ovacetol and all yes. this stuff, I wanted to try it first, like the gluten and the dairy-free diet or... Give it a shot and then Yes, see. exactly. I mean, honestly... Ovacetol is, I would suggest doing it while you're going gluten therapy or changing your lifestyle only because sometimes we are struggling with insulin resistance because Mm -hmm. of like a genetic predisposition. So you can change your diet, you can eat really well, and then the cravings call you and it's like, you, you know, you did everything perfectly. Why is this happening? Right. So it could be something that you're struggling with that you can overcome that will stop you know eventually you don't always have to take ovastol but sometimes doing that together is you know ideal and anti-inflammatory supplements to help get that inflammation down quicker just for those who are listening is why I'm not saying you should have done this or this is what you should do but everyone has their own journey and wants to should be able to do it their own way that works for them and sometimes taking supplements later is fine and sometimes taking them while you're on your journey is good too yes I've been wanting to to have uh supplements but I I haven't had a chance I remember last year 
because uh, we we don't have a basital here in Mexico. And I remember at that time when I saw the obacetal, there was no shipment to Mexico. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And, and I remember last year I was about to go to the U.S. and I told my dad because my dad lives there in Wisconsin. So I I told him like, can you look for the basital and see if I can buy it there? And I was excited to to get it because I didn't have the chance to have it here, uh, but for for a personal reason, I couldn't go to the States. And then I told my aunt that she was going to travel to Texas. And I told her, like, can you get this uh, ambassador for me and there? But she couldn't find it. And yeah, I, I saw a couple of weeks ago that the now there there are some, some shipments here in, in Mexico. So oh, I... Yeah, I've been wanted to to try that because yeah, I mean, like, even though I feel great right now, like without gluten, without dairy, and with all these uh, managing all, all my symptoms naturally, I know that that this could be better, or that maybe this could impact uh, my body in a way that I wouldn't imagine just Mm -hmm. as uh, just as going gluten and dairy free yes and yeah so uh, sometimes maybe sometime maybe in the future I would go with the supplements definitely um, that will help so yeah of course and if you scroll down on the page where you can order Ovastol in the FAQ section you'll see an option for international shipping and you'll be able to see if you can have it shipped to your country so yeah. just for anyone who's listening or if you want to check that out. Well, Alamir, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experience with us and inspiring the women who are listening to you right now, who are also on their PCOS journey, going through the highs and the lows, just hearing somebody else and hearing what you're going through, even after losing a hundred pounds and how you're managing your symptoms is so inspiring and We're just so lucky to have you on this podcast and in the sisterhood. I absolutely 100% agree. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Because without you, I wouldn't know all this. And I wouldn't go through this journey uh, that had been making me feel better. And I know there are a lot of sisters out there that they're starting with this and they're starting to understand their body, their symptoms. And you've been so helpful with your content. And, and thank you so much. And I hope, I, I, I really appreciate that you invited me to share my experience because I hope this could help more sisters to don't feel bad or don't feel like like uh, they're stuck yes because this is difficult and nobody tells you this but it, it is hard or tough to manage by yourself and wondering why this is happening to you but instead of that you should just understand it and embrace it and that's part of yourself it's not yourself but you can manage it and you can thrive with this and thank you so much for helping us like a lot of sisters with our journey you're we so appreciate welcome that. and as, as we always as we always say like it's the credit always goes to you Alamir, and credit goes to all the sisters who are managing their symptoms losing weight and just because like we're, we're here to spread the information we're here to spread the awareness but it's it's always 
you that puts the effort in that actually like put the steps in to actually get there. So mm-hmm. always the credit goes to you. So we always, but we always appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. All right, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.